welcome to the show. It's a pleasure and an honor to uh, uh, to chat with you and and and, and talk about your journey uh, in in film. When did you actually feel like you fell in love with the movies? Uh, I grew up loving the movies. I think the first film I saw in the movie theaters was The Poseidon Adventure with my dad. I was six years old. I don't know what he was thinking, but uh, we had a great time. So I've been hooked ever since. There, there is a permanent memory in my head of Gene Hackman hanging on that valve. <laughs> exactly. I, every time somebody says Poseidon, that's the, the, the not Shelley Williams, just that one scene. I know, it was a way to, it was a great introduction to cinema. What is it about that film that, that opened that door in your brain? Well, I was six, so it was very impressionable. You know, just the idea of people sinking on a ship and trying to get out, it was just the thrill of it that stayed with me. And just being transported into another world, I couldn't even imagine. Of course, as a six-year-old, I had a small little world that I was living in, so it was just revolutionary to think. Yeah, so anything would have... Pretty much. Uh, And then did you pursue filmmaking through your life? No. In fact, I pursued accounting, became a CPA, and then was an auditor and got into filmmaking after I had my son. I started in editing, and then I got into screenwriting. And when he was in college, I started the company three years ago. Um, and, and all of that training as an accountant has come in very handy because people don't realize how much of this business is exactly that, is understanding business. Well, I was an auditor specifically, and there's something about being able to sift through the micro and the macro to tell a story. And in auditing, it's through numbers, but in editing, it's through pictures, and in storytelling, it's through words. And I thought it was an amazing pr- pr- preparation for what we're doing. So we're going to talk a little bit about the new movie, uh, Vampire Dad. Um, I, I saw, I haven't seen the whole movie, uh, to be honest with you, but what I've seen, it really is kind of a throwback to those wonderful Disney films in the 1960s, you know, where uh, you, you have some really wonderful characters. I think it's, I think kids are going to love this movie, you know, certainly a, a dad film. Yeah, well, we really loved telling the story. It's a celebration of family, and it's ultimately about love and embracing our differences. And we wanted to pay homage to these classic shows that I grew up with in the 60s, like Bewitched and The Munsters, but also then the traditionally family sitcoms like The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, but with a twist. So we <laughs> yeah, well, and quite a twist. Quite a twist, exactly, like looking into like the struggle of what a traditional family man would go through if his life was turned upside down and he was turned into a vampire dad. There is a wonderful feeling um, uh, through the film of, like you say, connection with your kids and with Mm -hmm. your families. And, and then the opposite is kids watch this, you know, Hey, that's, that's how a dad is, you know? So it really does hit the mark on that. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, Was, was there any, trepidation in getting the film started? Did you have a lot of people going, oh, that's such a throwback. We don't do that anymore. Uh, It's just labor of love. It's the labor of love. So I founded the company 1220 Entertainment three years ago, and it's to be a platform for emerging filmmakers. Mm -hmm. And the dream for me, for the company, is to be a home for the next generation of storytellers. So, you know, the big idea behind 1220 Entertainment is one is one, two is 20. So Vampire Dab is a proof of concept project for this idea of the power of, the, of creative collaboration. 
So I feel really lucky to have a great team that's come together. And this film wouldn't have been made without Frankie and Gracias, the director who jumped in and just took the lead and put together a great cast, a great production crew. And you know, we are, I just feel so blessed to have wonderful people to work with. It is a small budget film. We, you know, we know that, but you have really overextended. It doesn't feel like it's, you're working on a small budget. Your actors are really good. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think the cinematography in this is as good as anything else out there. So you don't really feel the pinches, but you, you do have to watch every penny on a movie like this, don't you? Well, absolutely. It was a passion project for all of us. And our cinematographer, Lea Nova, was fantastic. They're, both Frankie and Lea had this vision to really shoot the film with the Technicolor look in mind so that you would actually have the feeling of like the early color in the 1960s. And they borrowed camera techniques that were used, like the split diopter lens and, and different techniques that were a lot of fun to, to work with on set. It is really a, a kind of kind of a step-by-step -step book on how to, how to make a, a film for an upcoming filmmaker if they watch this movie. I would hope so. It's really wonderful to, I mean, it's so difficult to get anything done in this world and especially in the entertainment industry. So to be able to create a platform for filmmakers to showcase their talent is uh, really what I'm passionate about. Uh, and how do you reach out to young filmmakers? Is there a, a website or a way that people can get in touch with you if they have a project they want to talk to you about? Well, there's, we definitely have a website. Um, I'm meeting people all the time. I've started a really wonderful collaboration with this wonderful group called Breaking Through the Lens. And they're about supporting female and non-binary filmmakers getting connected with financing. And um, I, I'm open to meeting people anytime. I, it's really just basically, um, you know, I go to different festivals, different markets, and it's word of mouth, it's introductions. So, um, you know, I, I would love to be able to continue that, especially working with some of the different film schools and, and things like that. The, the history of Vampire Dad, I mean, where did the idea come from originally? And did you go through the film festival circuit with the film? The original idea, so I started the company three years ago and I hired six interns who were in college and I said to them, okay, I want high concept, low budget, executable with heart and fun. And so I had them go and brainstorm a bunch of ideas and they came up with the concept of Vampire Dad. But the original idea was set in present day. And it was Frankie who thought, let's put it back in the 60s. And we reworked the whole story around a family man. And so it was an evolving process. But it started with these wonderful interns who I thought did a great job coming up with some fun ideas. So it really is a classroom uh, in a way. Yeah, I wanted to create a writer's room uh, environment, but apply it, which is typically done in television, but apply it to film. Yeah, that's an amazing undertaking because, you know, the Sundance Film Institute has some of that, but it's, I think it's a little unattainable for some filmmakers. I, I think there is just so much um, that isn't available to, you know, your, the, the people just making their first steps in this business. So congratulations on that. Well, thank you so much. It's important to give people the opportunity to take risks. And that's what I hope to be able to provide for people. Getting back to the film, what do you think audiences are going to walk away feeling when they watch this? I hope they walk away feeling fun and having had a great 
hour and a half. It is a, of joy to make, and I just want to share that joy with as many people as possible. Uh, were, you, were you there on the set every day? Oh, yeah, definitely. We've been, so through, was, been there from start to here. It launches and goes out into the What world. was your best memory of being on the set? I think the best memory was, well, it started with our cast read three days before, and we had to tweak a few of the scenes to adjust for schedules and such. So I literally was working all night trying to finish these final scenes and it felt like the ink wasn't even dry on the script. And here we were on set and they're reading the lines. Um, the first scene that they did was this wonderful scene between Jackson and Grace. It's this wonderful father daughter scene that I had literally just written and I'm just <laughs> shocked going, Oh my God, I, it was the speed at which that all happened was incredible. And it's, um, it's just such a joy to see that process now come out into the world. Who are your heroes uh, in filmmaking? Well, I think for me, I was really moved by Frank Capra. I mean, it's a wonderful life. I think I can watch any day. And um, he struggled so hard to tell that story and it really wasn't recognized or appreciated when it first came out. And I think, I, I'm not a film historian, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that um, it went into public domain before it really was picked up and became a, a, a Christmas classic. And yeah, it was so never really, meant really to be a Christmas film either. It just no, happened to be at Christmas. Exactly. Yeah. What I appreciate with him is the heart in his storytelling and the, the passion and hard work that it takes to tell a great story. But then when you do it, the power it can have to touch generations, people for years. Yeah, I, uh, Frank Capra is a hero of mine, I, and I love Sullivan's Travels is another one of those movies that mm -hmm. just always gets me because of its humanity. It, it is just mm -hmm. really funny, but it's also a very human film. Uh, and he had that touch. He, he could make anything human. Yes, very true. And it's still true today. Mix, mixing comedy and horror is, is something that people do once in a while, uh, you know, but it's a, not an easy thing to do. Uh, what kind of problems did you have with that uh, in, in script? How many well, rewrites did it go through? It didn't go through many rewrites. Um, I had a, so I'm not really, I was concerned that to strike that balance between horror and comedy. And I just didn't want it to be uh, in your face, blood and gore, mm -hmm. which is one of the reasons why, and I hope it's not a spoiler for people, but that we use animation to tell this, this comic book world is how we depict the um, underworld, which we thought was a fun way to strike that balance. So, um, I probably, it's kind of corny, but I call it wholesome horror. <laughs> I had fun just as a thinking as a kid, what would I want to watch? And I just, uh, so we stayed in that lane, which is striking mm -hmm. this balance between having fun and, and uh, appreciating the tone of these early 60s family sitcoms and then giving it this twist. Well, yeah, and wholesome horror is a great thing. I mean, uh, you know, we've, we, we've seen all those, you know, Jonathan Lipnicki and, and The Littlest Vampire and, and certainly Monster Squad and things like that where, you know, it, it, it breathes some fun. It opens up a door to, um, you know, kids to enjoy something that's, you know, Halloween-y a little bit and yet doesn't give them nightmares too. So uh, you, you've reached that balance with this. Oh, thank you so much. What's up next for you? Well, we've got uh, 
I'm doing a short film next month where it's a proof of concept with a really wonderful writer director named April Wolf. Mm-hmm. And it will be basically um, a proof of concept for a future film that will be her directorial debut. Mm-hmm. And we're also looking at it as a test in this COVID environment, like how to do a production safely. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. And um, I'm looking to explore Vampire Dad as a comic book to kind of see, imagine this world like uh, six months later and the, where the Walenskis go on their first family vacation. They go on a camping trip. It's called Beast Blanket Bingo. So it's an homage <laughs> to the <laughs> Annette Funicello, Frankie Avalon films. Oh man, that sounds like a lot of fun to shoot uh, as well. It's a, it's just a comic book, but we're having fun exploring it on a, on on uh, the comic book platform. As far as filming goes, are you going to stay in this genre? This uh, you know like you know family type movies. I'm open to all genres. The common denominator for the projects are the people, and if I, I have this great people, great projects. So I. Um, would say I'm genre neutral and just open to anything. Just, I really want to just tell great stories. Again, thank you so much for your time today. I know that it's very short. We, we, you're, you're a busy, busy gal doing everything, running a company now in in Los Angeles has got to be a huge uh, thing, especially with COVID, all the, all the things you have to juggle. It's a new world, but I'm, I love the people I work with and I'm excited for what comes next. I am too. And I, uh, like I said, Vampire Dad is, is going to be premiering on all VOD services uh, this weekend. Tune it in, you know, grab your kids if, they're, if they've been fussy or whatever. You want to sit down and watch a nice, wholesome film, you know, with a little bit of, um, I don't know, a little bit of fun in it. Um, Vampire Dad's certainly the ticket for that. Thank you so much. And thank you again.